Pop. Uh, does this piano sound pretty good? Sound pretty good here? Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, it's me, Iggy, on the piano. You know what's up, guys? Come on. I have carpal tunnel in my left hand, but that's all right. All right. Night clubbing, we're night clubbing. We're what's happening? Ah, that's right. Night clubbing, we're night clubbing. We're a nice machine. That's pretty high when I wrote that lyric. We see people, brand new people, there's something to see. We're night clubbing, bright white clubbing, oh isn't it wild? Well, I just play that guitar for a little bit while I jam out a little bit here. Hold on, I got a special instrument here. Walking through town 
night clubbing. We're night clubbing. We walk like a ghost. We learn dances, brand new dances, like the nuclear bomb. We're night clubbing, bright white clubbing. Oh, isn't it wild? Deficit Order Podcast. We're back again, guys. Can you believe it? Once again. We had a special appearance by Iggy Pop. That was pretty cool. Season (laughs) open. Hey, I called him and he's like, yeah. What's up? That was some, uh, it sounded like he was back on the junk. Yeah, I don't know what was up with him. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty cool, man. He agreed to do a cold opening for the season. Told him it was our 16th season. He's like, hell yeah. I'll be right there, man. Giant fucking cockatoo. <laughs> and he was here with his shirt off and everything. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, so shirt off, leather jacket. He what? I think he's like Matthew McConaughey. They never have their shirts on. <laughs> I don't think. I think so. Yeah, so come on, guys. Let's shake it up. Season 16! Woo! Shake it up! Come on, man! Wake up! We're still here! We're the ones still alive! Everyone else is dead! Come on! Woo! 2018, man! Be happy to be alive and not dead. Everyone's dead. No. The people that are dead are dead. We're the ones still alive, man. We're still pushing along in this top of the food chain. A little bit longer. A little bit longer, guys. We're trucking along here. Uh, humanity still exists. Come on. Um, the cars are proof. Yeah. Whoo! Man, too bad Iggy had to leave, man. He was going to stay for an interview, but he had to leave. 
that really that was a bummer. But he's like, can do a song or an interview. I'm like, do a song, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> I said, if you're gonna, uh, if you have a choice, make Iggy sing. Yeah, make it a song, dude. Wow. Yeah, totally. Right. Come on. So, uh, what was I gonna bring up here? All right. We have a huge show in front of us right now. We have Emmys. We have movies. We have movies with Emmys. And we have... Uh, oh, I need to look at my list here. Um, okay, but first, I want to tell you about my little caper with the um, Venom tickets. Okay? Venom ticket caper. Caper? <clears throat> yeah, Venom ticket caper. So the uh, Venom, you know, the movie that's coming out like next month. Right. So I went and bought my tickets early. I bought them for XD, right? So, hey, I went down there, I think, last week when I went to see Predator. And I'm like, oh, they're on sale now. <clears throat> so I went down there last week. And they, uh, hold on, I need to turn my headphones on. Holy shit. I'm blowing <laughs> my face off. And they were, um, and so I bought them. Right for XD, my ticket, my seats that I wanted. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'm set. And then, so like, like an obsessed fool I am, I check the tickets all the time and see what time. You know, like, ooh, have the XD tickets gone on sale yet for Cinemark? Right. So I keep checking them over and over again, and they haven't gone on sale yet. Right. And it's been like probably like this today, like a week. So today, when I was checking it. It's like, oh, a star is born at 7.05 in XD, or no, at uh, 8, 8.30 in XD. And I'm like, huh, they can't fit Venom, uh, an almost two-hour movie before a star, you know what I mean? So I'm like, god damn it. What? So, hold on, you take a drink. That sounds more like a shenanigan than it does a, uh, a caper. No. It sounds like yeah, the movie company was dicking with you. <clears throat> so, so I bought the tickets, and then no, so I, got, I have the tickets. So then I call the the theater and go, "Hey, is uh, Venom playing in XD at seven p.m.?" Like, oh, let me check. Hold on, hold on. Um, uh, no, uh, uh, no, it doesn't seem to be. Hold on, and then. Nothing. And so the, <laughs> so the manager was like, oh, you bought those tickets. It seems here that they've switched it because the studios want A Star is Born in the XD Theater. Isn't that a Jesus film? No, no. That's that fucking fourth remake with uh, Bradley Cooper and Gaga. Lady Gaga. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh. well, I'm sitting here with uh, like, you know, $16 worth of tickets here. That are no good. What am I going to do? So, and she's like, oh, sorry about that. I'm just like, why are you selling tickets that don't exist? She's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I didn't mean to. I'm like, why? This is the second time you people have done this to me. <laughs> to where, like, I buy tickets early and you've switched the theater. So, like, the seats I have are in a completely different place. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And she's like, oh, sorry about that. So, I went down there today and exchanged them. So when I exchanged my tickets, the uh, I guess I think I talked to the manager and she took my like credit card number and some other bullshit, you know. And um, 
What was the other thing she said? Yeah, she took credit card number, the last four digits of my credit card number, and I picked out my seats, right, over the phone, mm-hmm. in, in theater 20. So they're moved to a shittier theater with D-box <laughs> seat, motion seats in them. Because I can... T- well, those, those theaters, you can tell because there's a space, you know, in the middle of the row. I'm like, oh, that must be like douchebox, you know, the D-box seats. Yeah, for Venom. So, so I'm like, fuck. So I sat, I, like I normally do with those douchebox seats, I'll sit one row behind those. Not, not right behind them, but a row back. So if they're moving around, they're not in my peripheral, really. <laughs> so, so I bought them for that. I think I've sat in that theater before. I'm like, why isn't it in theater 19? That's your second biggest, or theater 9. That's your second biggest theater. I'm like, oh, we're playing a Star is Born there. There too? What the fuck is up with this movie? It's gonna. I looked at it. I looked at the pre-sales for Stars Born. No one has bought shit. Really? Mm-hmm. I look at the XD for Stars Born. No tickets have been sold yet. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm right. It's like who I would sell more? Surprise! That's like a date night movie. Dude, a superhero movie would sell out a bigger theater mm-hmm. than a fucking Star is Born on a Thursday night or a Friday night. Because you'd bring your kids to see Venom. You know, come on. Yeah. And the studios are pushing A Star is Born so fucking hard to get an Oscar. Is that it? They're pinning their hopes on it. Who knows? Venom could win uh, most popular. <clears throat> yeah. They took that category out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, it lasted like <clears throat> five weeks. They pushed it back to next year. So then... So I get all the fucking blah, blah, blah. I go down there, like, after work today. So I hand them my tickets. And then they're like, oh, I need to call the manager. Call the manager. They refunded me my money on my card and then gave me uh, freeze tickets for the trouble. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, oh, do I need to pay for these? like, no, we comp those for you for messing up your seats. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll forgive you for that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's awful nice of them. That's like $33 right there. Or like, <laughs> yeah, something like that, 24 or 28 bucks. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's what happens, man, when you complain. Or when they sell you the wrong tickets to a fucking movie that you're like, okay, I'm locked in. I already have my um, IMAX seats locked in, the ones I get. It's IMAX 3D. I'm going up that Saturday. But oh, for Venom again? Yeah. Venom again. I, I like to watch uh, movies that are filmed in the city. In the city. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> but You'll hey! probably see the Metreon in some scene, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but hey, we're, we're sitting in there! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 30 yards that way. Well, and it's an IMAX movie. I like to see IMAX movies in IMAX. I'll go see Halloween, maybe up there. Um, which reminds me, I need to check on those tickets right now. Right now, it doesn't yeah, so, matter. <clears throat> no, this is live. This is what happens when you uh, <laughs> need to check for tickets for movies. They have like uh, first man tickets haven't gone on sale yet. They're almost there because like the faded out symbol of the times are there. Hmm. So I'm trying to get first man for Sunday of that weekend. I don't even know what that is. That's the um, Neil Armstrong movie. That's filmed in IMAX. Oh, with uh, what's his bucket? Yeah. 
Um, I got uh, my Hellfest tickets. Yeah. Right? Yep. I got my Hellfest tickets. That's like the 28th. Uh, bad time at the El Royale. Those haven't gone on sale yet. Um, damn it. A Star is Born. Oh, it's right there. I need to buy these. Okay, hold on. Boop, boop. Okay, I'm going to look at Dolby, 7 p.m. Okay, that's sold out. <laughs> New no, Park yeah. 12. Nope. Well, the Dolby, because they're putting it in the prime theaters, man. I'm like, I wanted to see Venom in a prime theater. Nope. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a star as boring. And then after I'm done seeing Venom, it'll go into a prime theater. Sure. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What? What did it say? <sighs> no, a star is born. And then I'm saying I'm done. Saying that I will go around. The... That's, what, <laughs> that's what Siri just said. Oh. It was listening to you. Huh? Curious about what I do. Just what can you do or say help? What? <laughs> tip? Curious? Like Siri's having a stroke. This is what it says. Okay, tip. Curious about what I can do? Question mark. Just ask what can you do or say help? Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, it's instructions from Siri on how to use I don't know. Whatever, fuck Siri. <gasps> All oh, your that's Apple it. products, they're just going to shut down on that's you right <laughs> now. That's it, I'm done. They're all done. <laughs> they're all just going to fry. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, so, okay, so, uh, so I got my tickets, so yay. For that. Whoopie doo. Now I'm just waiting for my Halloween tickets and my first man tickets. And then we'll go into like Aquaman and bullshit like that. And that's the end of the year, guys. Wrapping it up. I'm not going to go see Fahrenheit 11 9, uh, the Michael Moore movie. No? Hmm. Nah, I don't feel like it. I'm sort of bored with him, you know? Yeah. It's the same shit. His movies are all the same. Uh-uh. No, no matter yeah. what subject, it's all the same the way it's directed, the way it's shot. You yeah. Know? No, it's true. He definitely has a formula. Yeah, it's so formulaic. It's like, okay, all right, I see your point. All right, bye. You know, it's like Bowling for Columbine was pretty good. Roger and Me was good too. Uh, Roger and Me was good, but this one's going to be like, oh, God. Mm. You know, this will just be like just uh, just anti-Trump shit for like two hours. <laughs> that's, all it's gonna, that's what yeah. it's going to be. You just summed it up. <laughs> yeah, it's just an anti-Trump movie, period. You know, and then they have that other movie coming out about that fireman who saw God. You know, it's I saw this freaky lady going into it with a huge backpack and her hair was all messed up and wet. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, and no wonder. And she like missed the theater she, she was going to into. Carry her backpack in. Well, when I went to go see White Boy Rick, she went to go. See, she was like uh, looking around and looking up like at the theater. Because the signs are so close to each other. And it was like that God movie where that fireman talked to God out in the fucking wilderness. Yeah. Uh, And like he got raped by God out in the woods. (laughs) Something like that. It was something like that. And then he saw the light between Israel and all this bullshit. It's like, what? Right. I think that Uh, movie is made by uh, Liberty University, which is... uh, What's his name? Falwell fucking... Lawwell's University, like super Christian. So they have billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. They're just, 
Yeah, yeah, they're just throwing it down the drain, making these. That's where all these dumb religious movies come from. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because there's so many of them coming out. I'm like, who's making these? Yeah, yeah. Then there's a whole bunch of uh, Christian like movie production companies in uh, the South, yeah, right and, Atlanta, yeah. and around you know like Tennessee and uh, Nashville. It's crazy, man. These people are fucking. I don't know. All right. What do you got before mm. I'm going to do my uh, Emmys rundown? So I thought this was pretty neat. Um, there is a star, which is, what is it? It's uh, 16 light years away from us. And it is called 40 Eridiani. Eridani? What? Uh, <laughs> So anyway, that's the name of the star. But around this star, they oh. just discovered a uh, an exoplanet. It's 1.3, no, it's eight times the size of Earth. And uh, the, the cool thing about this, though, the reason I bring it up, is this is where uh, Gene Roddenberry wrote in 1991, that's the Vulcan homeworld. <laughs> oh, really? He had, no one had any idea there was an exoplanet there that was Earth-like. But hmm. Gene Roddenberry in 91 wrote, this is the star where Vulcan uh, is located. So that's Spock's home fucking star. And it turns out there's an exoplanet there that's kind of Earth-like. Oh, shit. Spock does live over there. <laughs> Maybe Gene Roddenberry really was an alien and he was trying to tell us something. Holy shit. I thought that was kind of neat. Like, that huh. Earth-like planet. It could so, be Vulcan. So is that coincidence? Or is that the universe just speaking like, okay, this is her telling us about it beforehand or? I think this is complete coincidence. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. I mean, the chances of a rocky planet like Earth. Are more likely than. Star. Yeah. Than are not. Pretty, pretty high, right? I mean, yeah. just in the short time we've been looking for exoplanets, we found several hundred. Um, and quite a few of them are like earth. They're bigger or smaller, mostly bigger, but, um, it's you know, so weird. It, it's so weird. We haven't found another earth though. Well, no, there, there are planets that are in like the same kind of habitable boundary as earth is. It's called yeah. the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. And, and so even like, uh, our closest stellar neighbor, Alpha Centauri, um, or Proxima Centauri. Um, there's a Earth-like planet in its Goldilocks zone um, that could have basic life on it or a, a primitive culture. Who knows? Uh, so is Elon Musk going to send a bunch of Teslas over there? Or? <laughs> yeah, with uh, dummies in spacesuits. Yeah, so, so is that our closest to what we know as like what we think is going to be an Earth-like planet is over there and where we think maybe Earth-like beings might be? Well, like, there's no saying whether there's, like, a sentient species like humans on that planet, but there could be life. Even if it's bacterial life, that's pretty interesting. It's Okay, how far can we go out into the stars? Uh, right now, we've made it to the moon. <laughs> but, like, like, our satellites and stuff, they've gone well, out how far? Yeah. 
Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, which were launched in like the early 70s or the late 60s, I forget which, uh-huh. um, they recently <clears throat> crossed out of the Kuiper Belt, which is like the outer bounds of our solar system. Okay. And by recent, I mean in the last like seven or so years. Um, so they've been up there for fucking decades and just zipping out of, you know, in a straight line away from the Earth, basically. Oh, um, all right. I mean, they took some little detours to get pictures of planets and moons and shit, but on the whole, it was a pretty straight line. Um, and how far did it go before well, it burned outside out? The, the Kuiper Belt. And they're still going as far as we know. And they're still recording? Uh, who knows? I don't. Okay. So <clears throat> I mean, if Google Voyager 1 and 2, there may still be a data stream. There may not be. Who knows? But Voyager 2 is the one with the golden record on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so it's weird that if there was something else out there, not alien, but like say another Earth like us, thinking the exact same thing and sending shit out, you know, wouldn't it have reached us already? <laughs> right? Like, if I mean, it happens so, to go like straight into whatever, or, you know what I mean? Right. So think about it this way Proxima Centauri is our closest star. Uh, yeah. it's, I think four or five light years away. Um, so if you're going at the speed of light, it takes four or five years to get there. Okay. We have nothing that can go that fast. All right. Uh, not even close, right? Like, no, we, know. we just have little like bottle rockets, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a sad one. They got <laughs> and you dried them out and they kind of work. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, what about that Japanese guy? Did you have that <laughs> yeah. story? Who yeah, Elon Musk is going to launch to the moon. Is Elon Musk going to do it? Yeah, it's SpaceX. No, no, the Japanese tourist who's going to pay a billion dollars to go to the moon. Okay, so it's, it is Elon Musk. And he yeah, wants, by SpaceX. And he wants to bring six artists with him. Right? Wow. He wants to bring six artists from Earth with him. So the artists will be like, uh, probably no one important because no one wants to go that's important. So hopefully, hopefully Donald Trump will go. Hopefully, I'll be the first president on the moon, and then I'll just leave him there. Yeah. <laughs> so then, I, um, I was to say he should get on the one-way shuttle to the sun, but you know. Well, the moon's next best thing. So it would be—it's interesting to see if we are going to go back to the moon. You know. Right. Well, I want—I want to see this. Hopefully, in our lifetime, we're going to send a Japanese guy to the moon. But he's not landing. He's just orbiting for a day or two and then coming back. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's yeah. Not, it's not long, but it's like a, it's a PR stunt. They bring him back safe. Woohoo! Hey, I think he's lined up for an interview next week, but uh, I'm not sure yet. On our show? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he might be. Uh, but uh, we still have to work out, you know, logistics with his people because uh, he's still doing interviews with more legit. Um. Uh, what is it? The lamestream media. Was it the lamestream? Is that what it's called? Is that what the kids are calling it? Something like that. Or yeah. the me- mean stream? That's what it should be. The mainstream media, because they're all mean. Hashtag mainstream. Called it here first. You didn't see it anywhere else. Nowhere. Nope. So 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 they're gonna send Japanese people to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you watch any Emmy Award? <laughs> I know you did watch it. 
<laughs> Not a. <clears throat> okay, so it was five. Okay, I need to look this up here. Opening of the Emmys, because it was so bad. Okay. Opening. Okay, hold on. Opening of the Asian Games. <laughs> no. That's not what you meant. No, 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 no. Okay. O P E N I N G of Emmys. Emma Watson. Openings of Emma Watson. No, I don't want that. What what porn site are you on? <laughs> I don't want that. Okay, here's the Emmys. All right, here we go. Listen how lame this is. This was on national TV. I was like, ooh, like cringy. Uh, yes. Cringy. Good evening. And welcome to the So this is uh um what's her face? The blonde chick yes. from um from and uh and and Keenan the guy who plays uh, on Saturday Night Live, the black guy. Keenan Ivory Keenan Ivory Wayne's or I don't know. Hold on. Keenan Thompson and Kate McKinnon. The most diverse. This is so like, this is the biggest anti Trump audience in history. Here we go. Yes, indeedy. Uh oh, hold on. One step closer to a black Sheldon. That's right. I got you. Did I hang up on you? I don't know. Wait, are you seriously? Wait, so diversity is not a problem in Hollywood anymore? Nope, we solved it. Wow. This is well, so bad. Wonderful news. And it goes this into a dumb song. Listen. We've gotten with the time. This is national TV. All our voices, but mostly shine the welcome Asian people. We gave you that one show. And who can forget the amazing Sandra Oh? It's so bad. Is the first Asian woman to be nominated for a lead actress Emmy ever. Oh, hello! you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Why don't they just paint her yellow? Thank you, but it's an honor just to be Asian. So it's safe to say that the you Emmys see, will not be winning an Emmy next year? Now there's one. No. And so, we're done. Dude. Congratulations all around and do us all up. What the fuck? And pat yourself. Your neighbor. <laughs> oh, what? What did I do? He likes it. <laughs> See, why didn't it be? Why should it should, it should be a guy doing it to a girl to make it really funny, right? Solved it, banished every creep who broke the law, and now they're serving hard time at that Arizona store. <laughs> right? Come on, this is horrible. Holy fuck! Did someone let Wayne Brady write this? <laughs> okay. We produce a better show than they do. Sorry. Oh, here comes the chewing gum guy from The Predator. The black guy. What's his name? No, I don't know. It's from This Is Us, or the, or the the crying show. Guys, guys. Okay, we are stopping. That is fucking painful, dude. So okay, so that's what was going on. At the Emmys. Okay. Um, but who was funny? You this know, guy. As a black comedian for so many years, our TV legends and heroes have gone unrecognized, you know? So this, oh, this is his black reparations. 
So he goes around giving Emmys to like Marla Gibbs from the Jeffersons. I present to you this reparations Emmy. Wow. So <laughs> as Florence the maid is the reason why I got fired from every service job I've ever had. Well, thank you. I think. Is this the real Emmy? Yes, yeah, the real Emmy. Jimmy thing. Walker. Man, I can't. I cannot believe this. I just got one word for this thing. Well, say it. It is dynamic. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> so bad. What up, Jay? Man, your character has been on a, a different, different world. world. The guy's working at Trader Joe's. Young brothers, you actually inspired to go to college. Well, I'm glad you went to college, bro. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, because I went to college. Man, Jaleel. <laughs> Dude, that's terrible, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on. But, okay, the awards. Let's just get to the awards. The skits are bad. Because they can't, like, offend anyone, you know? It has to just be, like, this roundabout, let's never punch down again, you know? We can't, you know, this whole weird mindset that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, this is the perfect example of, like, this is all of it coming to fruition in this TV show because these are all the celebrities coming together and they're just all, hey, come on! Be with our cult or you die. Come on. Clappity clap clap. You know? It's just such like an inside weird club. Yeah. It is. We will tear down your whole career if you say anything against us. You know? If you have an opinion that's not ours, we will kill you and rip out your throat. And they're all, (laughs) we solved it. We're gonna rip out your throat. If you don't so, agree with we all say, just get the fuck out of here. So Randy Quaid had a reason to be afraid and to run off to Canada or wherever? Well, like Mark Burnett attacked fucking... Um, <laughs> Arnold, yeah. Tom Arnold. Yeah, and, I saw that shit. And they tried to turn it around saying Tom Arnold attacked him when there's plenty of uh, um, witnesses that say Tom Arnold was strangled. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was strangled by him. You're right, because Tom Arnold got all those Trump take tapes of uh, from The Apprentice that yes. Mark Burnett or whatever has been sitting on forever. And wh- why is he pissed at him? Because he got those and he wants to produce them or something? No, because Mark Burnett was the guy who was keeping them from the public. They were his tapes. Oh. And, and he's a friend of Trump's, right? Because they did The Apprentice together. Yeah. So... Um, Tom Arnold's been like pestering Mark Burnett for a while uh, to release those tapes. And apparently someone leaked them to him. And now Tom Arnold has given them to, I forget who it was. It was like CNN and the New York Times, you know, like the last group of people that Trump would want to have those. Uh huh. Is he a Trump supporter? Is that why? Mark Burnett is, yes. Okay, okay. That makes sense then. Because I'm like, why are they fighting just over tapes? Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Arnold, basically Tom Arnold walked up to Mark Burnett and went, neener, neener, I got the fucking tapes. And Mark Burnett went, why you little? And started choking him Homer style. Dude, you can't do that in public. No, you really can't. You know, not nowadays with everyone has cameras <laughs> and phones. Dude, no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, that, that, I did read that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of something funny. And finally, the, um, so it was, uh, 
best supporting actor in a comedy series. Okay, was uh, it was Louis Anderson, Alec Baldwin, Keen Thompson, Tony Shalhoub for Marvelous Marv Maisel, Marvelous Marvis Maisel, <laughs> Titus Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But the winner, finally winning one, Henry Winkler. Oh, gee. For Barry. Come on. That guy's been in the running since fucking happy days, man. Yeah. He's never won an Emmy ever. I've never seen Barry. What? What? Barry's what is it? Barry's at a. It's a great dark um, HBO comedy. I was. I've been rating it. I keep quoting him on that show too, and I'm so I'm glad that he did one because that one this one scene was like, let the cat out. Where he just goes. <laughs> he says he's like it's so weird because yeah, he's an acting good. coach. Okay. <laughs> he's just like let the cat out. Yeah, he just. Uh, I was cracking me up, man. Because he's okay. so overdramatic. And like, and Barry's a hitman who doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. And he goes into acting school. No. Right? And he has all this repression, you know? So like, he, he gets into dramatic scenes. He starts really crying. And people are like, oh my God. <laughs> You're <laughs> oh, amazing. Yes, Yeah, yeah, yes. Because he's a war veteran too. It's like, oh my God. And all these repressed, you know, all these repressed people is shot and killed. So it's funny, man. It's a funny show. Yeah, it's- um, yeah so it, it came out like uh, summer. I think ju- like June, July. I think it came out over the summer. Or no, before that. I think the fall. I don't know. It was funny. So Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series was... Um, oh, so Best um, yeah, Actress, Zazie Beetz. Uh, winner is Alex Brosden for oh, The Marvelous Percy? Marv Maisel. Best supporting actress. Um, that little um that little chick from uh God, she used to be a mad TV and she used to play uh like Connie Chung, not Connie Chung, but she'd play um like Ch- that little Chinese lady, remember? She'd be like, Oh hang on, you know, <laughs> totally just remember? It was that one Chinese lady she used to play in a uh, mad TV. It was a recurring mm. character. Um, she fi- she won, so she was she was this like if you watch the marvelous Mar- Ma- marvelous Miss Maisel, have you watched that yet? Yep. Okay, yep. so no, no, not yet. Okay, so yeah, so that's um, that's winning a lot of awards. So here we go. So she won for that outstanding writing was Amy Sherman Sherman Palladino for the marvelous Mars Maisel, marvelous Mars Maisel. <laughs> over Donald Glover uh, for Atlanta, another Atlanta, two Atlantas. I told you, like, in July when I rated these things, it's going to be all women this year. It's boom, women, woman. Okay, and Amy Sherman Palladino wins again for directing comedy series for uh, Marvelous Mars Maisel. Mars Maisel? <laughs> the what? I said for the pilot, no less. Yeah, the pilot's done well, but it's, I don't know. The show was good. It wasn't like, whoa. Just the only reason why everyone equates everything to what's going on now. So they go, this show's amazing because it's, you know, it's showing a woman fighting back against men in the 50s. You know? So Mm. it happens to be, you know, about, you know, so that's why it's popular. (laughs) 
Um, just like Glow with Jesse Perez. Anything with like women coming up on their own is very popular, and that's why it's winning Emmys. You know, and uh, and Issa Rae uh, for Insecure, I think she should have won, but whatever. Okay, lead actor in a comedy series. Uh, Bill Hader wins for Barry over Ted Danson, Larry David, Donald Glover, and Anthony Anderson. Fine. Yes, and William H. Macy. So mm. Bill Hader, first Emmy, bam, again. I don't Barry. know. For Barry. I may have to watch this. I like both of them. So two Bill Emmy winners. It's good. And uh, it's, it's violent and funny. Uh, outstanding supporting actress in a limited series. Uh, Mary Winter for Godless. Mary Weaver for Godless. She's been in a bunch of shit. She was good in Godless. Did you ever watch that Netflix Western? Mm-mm. You'd probably like it. I know. It's on my list. I just don't have the time. And outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Jeff Daniels for Godless. Bam. He's really good in that, too. Mm. Um, writing yeah, for, for the tra- for the trailers. Oh, I, I watched the trailer for Godless, and he was he looked dark as fuck in it. Oh yeah, he's whew. yeah his fucking hit. Wow, yeah his his character is crazy. Um, and a bunch of assassination of Gianna Versace, fucking uh, which I never watched. American Crime Story, which I guess is really good. Uh, writing a li- writing for a limited series or movie. Uh, let's see. Writing for a limited series or movie. Um, who won? William Burgess and Charlie Booker for the USS Callister Black Mirror. That won an Emmy for writing. Did you watch that? <clears throat> nope. Oh, that's amazing. That's an amazing episode, man. Yeah, no, it, again, on my list. I'll get there. That's like a, that's like a mini series. That's like an hour and 20 minutes. So that's like a little movie. No, I've seen uh, every Black Mirror season up until this most recent. Yeah, this I think this is one of their better ones. Um, so, um, for directed for a limited series, Ryan Murphy wins for Assassination of Gianna Versace. He's a great director. Mm. Um, for and he beat out a bunch of other people, but yeah, he directs all the American Horror Stories and yeah. Oh, okay. Ryan, he created all the American Horror Stories. He's he's like he's now after I think American Horror Story Apocalypse is going straight to Netflix to put out his shows. So he's gonna have total creative control over at Netflix, and That's so cool. I think you think it's gonna be twisted now. Jesus, <laughs> the new American Horror <laughs> Stories. You mean they're going? Well, yeah. Andy produced, um, you know that um, O.J. Simpson show. Um, oh, crime, yeah, yeah, he's a huge producer also. Uh, and he's best known, I think, for um, uh, what is that? God, Glee. I think that's his uh, most famous show. <laughs> uh, okay, so actress in a lead limited series, Regina King wins for seven seconds, a show that was canceled on Netflix. And and then they're like, well, we'll just put it into a limited series since the whole app. Ep- that's bullshit, <clears throat> you know. So whatever, Regina. Um, Sarah Paulson should have won for American Horror Story. Or yeah, Jessica Biel. Nah, David Lynch. 
was up for Twin Peaks also, but he didn't win. Too many sh- um, five-minute shots of shovels being spray-painted gold, David. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. It's a five-minute or ten minutes, I swear to God. These shovels turning around being spray-painted. I have no patience for that shit anymore, man. Yeah, that sounds really dull. Uh, that's all his movies are. <clears throat> Most of them. Okay. Winner, Darren Cross. The assassination of Regina Versace uh, for... Um, lead actor in a limited movie. Uh, outstanding writing. Um, John Mulaney. Uh, winner. So he got an Emmy for his stand-up. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's on Netflix. Okay, outstanding directing for a variety special. Glenn West. He wins for the Oscars, but he comes up and he proposes to his wife... Right on on stage, you know, and I was like, oh my god, you know, and um, people like, I believe in humanity again. (laughs) I believe in humanity again. Hey, did you know I believe in humanity again? Hold on, let me type that five more times. Right. Okay. So. So safe to say you didn't care for that little stunt, huh? It was fine. You know, it was cute because they were both an older couple. They're both like, you know, 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, fuck it. Might as well. You know. Uh, it was fine. But the fucking the whole audience like <laughs> you know. Um, right. okay, and winner or a supporting actor in a drama series. Um, over David Harbour for Stranger Things, who should have never been in there. Um, <laughs> he's not that good, man. It's a fine... Stranger Things is a good show. It's not Emmy nomination worthy. They're just trying I, to appeal to the audience. Huh? He's a good actor, though, and his character is an interesting one. He's decent, but I'm saying the show is trying to just get viewers by putting it in there. You know, mm. I know what you're doing, Emmys. Don't fuck with me. No. I will not put... And, uh, okay, so Peter Shrinklage wins for Game of Thrones. Uh, over Mandy Patinkin and David Harbour and Matt Smith and Joseph Fiennes. Uh, best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Sandy Newton for Westworld. Mm, no. She shouldn't have won. It should have been uh, either uh, Jana Verskrosky for Handmaid's Tale... Or anybody in Handmaid's and Dowd, I think wanted to. Win. I wanted her to win for Handmaid's Tale, but they give it to Thandi Newton because she's black, and boom, that's it. You know they need. You know they're these are white women. They're gonna <laughs> give. You know, I'm serious. Millie Bobby Brown, white. Vanessa Kirby, white. Lena Headey, white. Alisa B. Uh, uh, Alexa Beale, white. Um, or no, maybe she was black, but still. More whites. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Come on. No. Uh, okay. Writing for a drama series. Uh, so Joe Fines and Joe Weisberg for the Americans win for writing. Bam. Did you finish the Americans? No, not yet. It's definitely on my to-dos though, man. Yeah. And uh, so directing for a drama series. Winner, The Crown. I haven't watched it yet. Lead actor. 
Uh, Matthew Rays, finally, for the Americans. Yes. He wins well, one. Their last season, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like their farewell. And he comes <laughs> up, he's like, Irish Spring! I'm like, what the fuck? He has the thickest <laughs> Irish accent. Yeah, he's like, right the day, right the day. Okay, let me look up. Chicken. Okay, smashed a whiskey bottle on the table on the stage. Okay, hold on. Let me look up his name. What's his name? How do you spell it? M A U. No, M A T T H E W. Okay, M A T T H E W. And then R H Y S. R H Y S. Okay. Emmys. Here we go. He's Welsh. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Watch. Um, I will be brief. I've been told to be my entire life. Joe Weisberg, parts like these come along so rarely in what you created, wrote, and risked. He's got a great I American accent. I know he does. Forever in your debt. Um, <laughs> your good self, Gavin O'Connor and Leslie Feldman. Gavin O'Connor. The part and the opportunity of a lifetime, but by default, you also gave me a son. Um, I just hope the little bug is asleep. Um, to all those who gave so much to this incredible journey, Joel Fields... Yeah, it's so easy to do an American accent, said I guess. ...and brought to this bountiful table, Chris Long, oh, the same... Because really, I had no fucking clue this guy uh, was anything but American. Exactly. Fairy tale. Uh, right? It's no, like, what the fuck? Um, the great facilitator... The great facilitator. Uh, our fearless commander-in-chief... The fearless commander-in-chief. Very merry band of men and women. Merry, merry band of women... Uh, uh, John Solberg, uh, Eric Schreier, thank you for getting hey. me to this award Thank ceremony. you for taking me to the, uh, the Shire. Brigade that is Amblin Television, uh, Justin Falvey. Uh, He's a great actor, man. It's like, I, have, I had no best. idea. Thank you, Amblin. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and finally, to the woman who truly got me this award, who just stands in front of me every day and puts up with me. Um, she said, if you propose to me, I'll punch you clean in the mouth. <laughs> uh, I don't have the words. And shouts to Kerry Russell. Which would do you justice, Kerry Lynn, except thank you, more to come. Okay, so that's his acceptance speech. So, okay, that's really. A that's really just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, whoa! Okay, that's so. Philip from fucking the American? <laughs> yeah. No so, way. Okay, so now we have lead actress in a drama series, Claire Foy. She comes up and it's like, hey guys, <laughs> it's me, Claire Foy. From the crowd, what's up? You're like, so whoa. Like, How the hell does she sound like that? And she's like, she spoiled the end of the crown because she dies at the end, I guess. She's like, oh, this is my last season, babe. Okay, so <laughs> Elizabeth Moss. She's like, okay, so outstanding reality competition. RuPaul finally wins for Drag Race. Oh, there you go. Um, work it, girl. Yes, queen. Uh, outstanding variety series sketch. Uh, Saturday Night Live, No. But I guess there is not. They're, they're going up against At Home with Amy Sedaris, Drunk History, I Love America with Sarah, Sarah Silverman in Portlandia, and the Tracy Ullman Show. That's still on. Uh, I guess for Variety Sketch, that's the only Variety Sketch show that's on here. Yeah, I guess Drunk History, I guess, is, and maybe Portlandia, but not I Love You America. And Amy Sedaris, I guess, is. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Outstanding variety talk series. I guess who wins? Uh, fucking John Oliver. Yep. Last week with everybody watches John Oliver. Um, okay. So w winner uh, for uh, 
Um, limited series uh, assassination of Versace over Picasso. If you look up Antonio Banderas and Picasso, his hair and makeup look so bad. It's like, what the fuck did they do to him? I wouldn't be able to take him seriously watching that whole series. Just from the clips they showed on the show, I'm like, who the fuck does the makeup on this guy? It looks horrible. All right. Outstanding comedy series. Dude, he, he kind of looks like Trump in some of the shots. Right? They look horrible, right? <laughs> like, really orange. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> Outstanding comedy series. Atlanta, Barry Black. He's p- supposed to play Picasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and they whiten him up with, like, powder and shit. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel wins for Outstanding Comedy Series over Curb Blackish, Cur- Bo- uh, uh, Glow, and Atlanta. Well, Silicon Valley and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, Unbreakable was a lot funnier than Miss Maisel. Yeah, the fourth season was good. I rate comedies at laughs per minute, and I laugh a lot more per minute watching Kimmy Schmidt than I do Miss Maisel. Yeah. Right? Well, I haven't watched Miss Maisel yet, but I sure liked the last season of Kimmy Schmidt. Because Kimmy Schmidt's just goofy all the way through. Miss yeah, Maisel's like... Like I'm... the weird talking backpack that's about to be thrown in the river. <laughs> yeah, and Miss Maisel's like, I'm going to make a fucking blah, blah, blah. All right, so, okay, here we go before we take a break here. Hey, okay, so winner of Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, let's, say, let's say it's over Westworld. This is a Stranger Things, Handmaid's Tale, The Crown, or The Americans... It's the Americans last season, and they say, shove it up your ass, Americans, because we're giving it to Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. A season mm-hmm. too early. It sh- they should have reversed them. Right? The Americans should have won this year, Game of Thrones next year. Come on, guys. I mean, get it I've right. I haven't been able to finish it, but I love the four seasons, maybe five seasons that I've watched. Yeah, get it right, Kimmy Schmidt, or get it right, Miss Maisels. Who are these guys? This is a band called Kepi Ghoulie. Kepi Ghoulie. Yeah, it's the singer and guitarist for a band I used to listen to way back in my early 20s called Groovy Ghoulies. Oh, the Groovy Ghoulies, yes. Yes, this is the singer and guitarist from that band. And a new lineup, I don't know. I bumped into them because they're playing a show this Friday that I'm probably going to. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Aquabats are the headliners, and these guys are the touring band with them. So nice. That should be. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh. 
It's uh, the kind of song you expect with a lot of hand claps in, but there are none, which is surprising. There should be hand claps in there. Oh, yeah, like a ton. <laughs> I guess. No, no drums, just hand claps for the, uh, the uh, rhythm section. Uh, yes, no drums. Just hand clappings. All right, should I rate this movie now or never? I'll rate it I- now. <laughs> Well, never implies that it was not a good movie, so. Whew. We'll see. Um, I was going to do the original Predator music, but fuck it. I'm just going to show you how lame this. This is the theme. This is the soundtrack to Predator. But what I was going to open up with, actually. No. So no, that, we'll do this. Okay, we'll do this instead. Listen to this. He's like, uh, just put any song on the soundtrack. Uh, um, yeah, Shake Black lost his mind, huh? Yeah, he's just like, uh, put any song, anything you want. He just likes Dre and, uh... <clears throat> he wa- yeah, it's like, I don't know. Um, let's see. Let me look up... Listen to this. What the fuck is going on with the... I don't know what happened to the movie, man. I don't know what happened... Okay, this is the Predator. <clears throat> yeah. This is the Predator. Listen to that. Okay. Here we go. Wowzers. No killing what can't be something up your way. The Predator! You can run, from the west side. Yeah. Predator! Okay, so. This is what's happening now. So everybody has lost their mind. The movie itself is just horrible. It's not that great at all. Mm. You can see all the bad editing right from the beginning. Um, I don't care. The script is fine. I don't give a shit about that. People are complaining. Oh, it's so sexist. Because um, at one point, he, this guy has Tourette's. Uh, who is it? Uh, Thomas Jane is Baxley. He has Tourette's. And he says, he says eat your pussy to Olivia Munn's character. And Libby was like, did you say eat my pussy? I thought you just said eat my pussy. No, I didn't say it. Oh, no, I think you just said eat my pussy. You know, people are offended by her, a woman saying eat my pussy. No. Um, it was, it's weird, man. This, it's weird, like, movies now. People are put their own personal spin on shit now in movies. Like, they're like, I personally wouldn't do that. It's like you're watching a movie. It's a fantasy. Don't put your own self in these positions. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, suspend disbelief long enough to where, you know, you know what I mean? Well, and let's be honest. There are people out there with rats whose fucking particular ticket is to say, eat my pussy. Yes, and there's, and a lot of people are also complaining, oh, that's making fun of people with handicaps now to put them in movies when you don't have them. Oh, really? That's- so, like my point before... 
Um, what about unless it's an uh, Academy Award winning fucking um, uh, um, uh, what's Stephen Hawking? That's okay, mm. right? But when it's a shitty fucking Predator movie that no one cares about, oh, everyone's gonna jump up in arms, right? But we'll give somebody playing a handicapped person an Academy Award, right? It's it's such fuck you critics. Yeah, that's a little uh, little too much. Exactly. You know? I mean, it's still representation. <clears throat> You know, exactly. To be honest, people with threats frequently say profane shit. Because it puts, they put every, all these critics now, everyone I listen to are putting all their personal feelings and spins on all these movies. And when it comes right down to it, you shouldn't do that when, to rate a movie. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you should be, uh, as a reporter, you should be unbiased, right? Not looking at either side. You should just be, uh, yeah, just look at the movie for as it is, not for as you think it should be. But criticism in, in and of itself is opinion. Uh, by like it is. Def- you know, I know, no, I know. But, you know, there is taking... Uh, but they're doing it a little too much, there, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, the, doing it um, to the degree a lot of people are is, is a bit much. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, they they're they're just um, a lot of them have this slanted view of this is how it should be because we're in this Me Too movement. All these movies should be a certain way. I think movies should be however the fuck they want to be, sexist, racist, gross. You know, you shouldn't limit movies, and everyone's trying to limit movies for what they should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because oh, we shouldn't because of the Me Too movement. We shouldn't have a woman getting raped anymore in movies. You know, we shouldn't have, you know, um, anything like that. Women getting punched. Or, you know, people are making a big deal of uh, Captain Marvel, which we should talk about the trailer, punching yeah. punching the old lady. You know, because it's a scroll or a scroll or whatever the fuck. Scroll, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so. Okay, so this movie, The Predator. Starring Thomas Jane as a man with Tourette's who says, eat your pussy. Keenan Michael King. Um, and we have another kid who's on the spectrum. They make, oh, we're having people on the spectrum now. Uh, Jacob Tremblay, he plays a kid with, um, a, a, it's probably Asperger's or, what's the other one? Not Asperger's. Autism? Yeah, autism. Same. Thank you. Like autism. And he's supposed to be the next evolution of um uh, of hu- of human you know of human evolution you know that theory goes around that people are saying that uh-huh. um like they're aliens or getting alien signals I don't know so the kids autistic in the movie and they say that's even bad and how the um just you know just how the kid was acting I think it was fine the kid at one point cuts off the alien arm with the shield and like oh they made the kid do violent movements and it's he's oh. So, okay, so the movie itself, okay, when a young boy accidentally triggers the universe most lethal, most lethal return to the earth only to, rag, to a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers. What? When a young mm-hmm. boy accidentally triggers the universe most lethal hunters return to earth, only a ragtag of ex-con soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher, a.k.a. Olivia Munn, she has to be the smart hot chick, a uh, science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. <clears throat> They're like, even that's a stereotype. 
we need to not have every chick that's smart and hot. You know, it's, come on. So, so mm-hmm. no more eye candy in movies, guys. So, basically, we're turning into almost, what? Muslim? Middle Eastern? <laughs> hmm? Right? Oh, boy, I don't know. Where's the burkas now? That's what they want. They want burkas. That's what it feels like with these movies now. We can't have chicks' asses and thongs in anymore. We can't have anything like that. Right? I guess not. It's, uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Just make an R movie an R movie now. You know, these R movies, you know, there are for sex and violence. And nudity, and, right? Sex, mm. violence, nudity, and um, uh, just weird sex scenes. Like video drone, or you know what I mean? Come on. Deficit Pick of the Week video drone again to watch a dark movie that now, if that came out nowadays, people would have panned it. And But now, since it came out later, it's a classic. <laughs> you know, it's like, make up your mind, guys. All these past movies, what are you going to do with them? Huh? Okay, so the Predator is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, it comes out. Let's see. Yeah, it came out. There weren't that many people in the theater. Some guy gave it an 8 out of 10. Wow. Mm. Okay, That's so. A bit horrifying from everything I've seen on social media. <clears throat> it is an 80s. It is basically a throwback to a bad 80s flick. That's what he's trying to do with it. And it worked. You know, like some of the CG is bad. You know, the story is bad. I don't see how Arnold Schwarzenegger's Predator, the original, gets a 7 out of 8. That's, that's a 5 out of 5. Uh, we've rated on here many mm-hmm. times. Uh, let's see. Um, this one is just, it might as well be Alien vs. Predator. You know, so the young boy finds it. So at the beginning, the dad's be like sniping, right? He's like, oh, I'm going to snipe these guys. Mm-hmm. Boom, an alien spaceship rips through time. Right? These things are time jumpers, apparently. Mm. They're like this, like a space, like a the space, basically space rips open. These ships are chasing each other through it. Uh one crash lands right where he is. He gets his kill shot, walks up on the dying predator. Um, and the and he takes like the predator's shit. And the predator, you know, blows himself up. Uh, or did he? No, no, no. They take it hostage. I think. Yeah, that's the one they, they took. They took ex- one hostage. Predator, huh? Yeah, they caught a predator. They took it hostage, but it didn't have any of his stuff because he stole it and mailed it back to his family. Mm. It's like okay, so he has a helmet. So you have a helmet and a uh, one of the wrist bracelets, and oh, the, the blades <clears throat> in the back of it. Well, this one shoots shit. It's like. And it's like they're like self-aware. So they attack mm. whatever attacks it. So if someone shoots at the helmet, the helmet's going to shoot back. Right? So some of the tech's pretty cool. And then... Yeah. Um, so this, at one point, the kid's wearing the helmet. And he literally... <laughs> it's so funny. He's walking around because it's Halloween time. And these older kids are always fucking with him, right? They're fucking with the autistic kid. Right? And people like, hey, that's so cool. It's like, that's the way kids are. You know, that's reality, man. That's the way it would happen. You know, right? It's like, come on. Like, the kid starts freaking out because a bell goes off. I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. This guy's all retarded. But they don't even say retarded. 
you know, uh, which is a bad word now. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. it's an actual word in the dictionary, let's just take it out. And then the, uh, you know, retarded is an actual word that people use, you know. But it's been like, you know, right? It's a normal word. It's been stigmatized when applied to people. They still use it for like fire retardant. And, you know, <laughs> whoa, but... whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's a retarded <laughs> fire. Yeah, that fire is retarded. Yeah, you can't use it. You can't even say an object's retarded. You know, back, oh, this retarded phone. Back, whoa, buddy. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You can't say that. Like, what do you mean? Back, this faggot phone. Like, whoa. You can't call your phone a faggot. Whoa. Whoa there. Right? So you'd be, so they'd still yell at you for that. They might. There, I'm sure there are some people, huh? Yeah. Like, come on. So, I don't know, this movie storyline, where was it? What was it? So, the budget was $88 million. It made $24 million. So, yeah, so the, kid, so the kid has the mask at one point, like I was saying. Spoiler alert, people who are never going to watch it. Uh, so, the, the, the kids are fucking with it. And, and somebody shoots at the kid, basically, with like a paint gun or something. The mask shoots back and kills the kid. Oh, shit. Blows him up and the house. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! You know, so this little eight-year, five-year-old kid just murdered a whole house. <laughs> right? I'm like, wow, dude, this kid's a oh. mo- like mass murderer. <laughs> That's intense. And they don't even, like, blink, like, bat an eye, and they just keep walking. It's so funny. Yeah, he shoots, he, like, the mask literally shoots this guy in the gut. Because he's on the second story. He shoots at him. And it, like, hits the mask. And the, and the mask, like, and shoots the thing right in his, blows up the whole fucking house with him. Like, wow, just killed the family. Dude. <laughs> I laughed out loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's why it was funny. Helmets do that in any of the uh, previous movies. Another part. This is another spoiler, guys. If you don't want to hear spoilers, I'll give you a couple seconds. Unlike some people, and then okay. So the guy. So they have a shoulder cannon, right? Mm-hmm. And um, God, what's I need to look him up, dude. He's he's horrible in the movie. He's horrible. Uh, Sterling K. Brown. He's like he's like chewing gum really fast. Like, come on, what's up? He's like the predator hunter guy, asshole. So they, he puts a shoulder cannon on him, right? And so it goes, it guides where your head goes, right? So if you notice, the predator barely moves his head. So mm-hmm. it's so quick in the movie, you don't you don't catch it. But if you, if you like, some people didn't even catch it. He turns and the thing shoots him in the head. Because he turns his head and the cannon shoots right through his head. Because he's like, what? Boom! <laughs> that was a funny spot, too. Yeah. That sounds um, yeah, there's some funny parts. Overall, it's directed horribly. It's too dark. They called. They had to reshoot the whole ending parts because they were too dark. That's how dark this movie was. Really? You know, um, I don't like that. There needs to be some lighting so you can see what the fuck's going on. Yes, they, he, he was horrible lighting. So the Predator is four to five ear holes, 
two out of five eye holes and one out of five severed limbs. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that offensive. It's very crazy. Yeah. The Predator, guys. All right, so what do you got before I get into my cool movies? Well, sort of. So this is awful weird. Uh, did you hear how the uh, FBI has closed down the Sunspot Solar Observatory in New Mexico? No. They've evacuated what? everybody. They've hmm. also evacuated the post office that's nearby. Post office nearby, yeah. And they do not... They have not, not about why or what's going on. So they haven't explained Just why? Just to unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, exactly. What did they do to the sun? That's the question. So and this is, what is this now, a huge solar panel? It's uh, the Sunspot Solar Observatory. So it's, uh, what is it? It's a fucking radio telescope, it looks like. What do you think they did? What do you think is happening? Oh, I don't know. Do you think they found something on the sun they don't want anyone to see? I would think that something like that's probably possible, yeah. Do you think they're like, oh shit, the sun's only giving us five days to live. We're, uh, let's everybody get out of here. It's getting real hot. <laughs> you know, everyone get out of here. Let's all go to our special shelters. It's not actual global warming. It's just the sun's getting closer and all the rich people are going to go underground. Is that what you're saying? Like 40 minutes. Yeah, rich people going underground. Oh, did I Why? break up? No, no, no. Why are they going underground? Ah. So, yeah, uh, to get away from the expanding sun that's going to kill all us regular Joes. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I think they will. Yeah. No, it's just weird because, like, a lot of people have been asking. I've seen it pop up a lot on social media and through the media, like the lamestream media. <laughs> mean, um, they're mainstream. Meme stream. Meme meme stream or mainstream? Which one? Okay. Either one. All right, either one. Recording it now. Hashtag. Meme, oh. meme stream. Yeah. Right? Hashtag meme stream. Right? Yeah. It'll work. But yeah, there's a solar observatory that's been evacuated and no one knows why. I think... Maybe they found that. The yeah. Miracle Man or Mr. Miracle, whatever his name is. I think the um yeah I think they're hiding something. But what, what how the, they evacuated everybody? Yep. Yeah, completely evacuated it and surrounding buildings. Jesus. That's insane, dude. We'll see. Well, um I think, and have they moved in like government vehicles or like trails of like black cars, like men in black shit moving around? Right in uh, isolation suits yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, Not no, just been reported. Would have have they interviewed anybody coming out of there? I'm sure all the conspiracy theorists and everyone are going crazy. Oh yeah, uh, this is a conspiracy theorist dream. 
that they cleared out a whole town and the government facilities. When did they do that? Uh, about a week and a half ago. Okay, so we're all dead. Yeah. It's too late now. <clears throat> That's it. All right, speaking of too late now. Here we go. <laughs> this movie. Mandy. Mandy is set in the primal wilderness of 1983 with a Red Miller. Where Red Miller, a broken and haunted man, hunts an unhinged religious sect who's slaughtered the love of his life. This is Mandy. Mandy, starring Nicholas Cage, Andre Andre Rosenberg, Leon Roach, Ned Deary. Just look it up on I'm Drake Blake, Bill Duke. Seriously, Drake Blake. Yep. Uh, Richard Blake. Richard Blake. This is... Mandy. So, what happens with this movie is... I watched this 6 a.m. Okay, early morning Saturday, I think. Before I went and saw White Boy Rick. Uh, that's why I'm doing it in this order. Um, 6 a.m. No, more like 5. 5 a.m. We'll go like 5 a.m. I'm like, ooh, Mandy's on. Is this on VOD? This is on VOD. Um, so this is a perfect movie to watch. Like I sometimes watch a movie super early in the morning. And this is that perfect movie. Because otherwise I would have fallen asleep. Um, <laughs> I think Imes fell asleep nine times watching this movie. Um, Sean Imes from a horribly um, awkward podcast fell asleep while watching this and I wouldn't blame him if I watched it late at night there's no way I would have stayed awake Um, this movie is getting mixed reviews okay so there's some really trippy fucking shots in this movie man like like some of the trippier shots I've seen this year, but they they're driving this '83 vibe and '80s vibe into the ground. I think I think we're done. We're done. Okay, I'm calling. I'm calling it right now. End to '80s remake vibe shit. You know, I'm calling it right now. Everyone who's into it right now, who didn't grow up in the '80s, who wants to relive it. Calling it right now, all the VHS shops opening up at fucking Alamo draft houses. No. No. Seriously? Yes. 
It's horrible, man. No, we I lived through this already. I don't need it again. Okay, make new movies that I haven't seen yet. Don't so make So it's like VHS the hipster like vinyl. Yeah. Yep. Thing. Okay. Totally. That's what it is. And like these movies that are coming out with these 80s vibes like, you know, like uh, Summer of 84. Um like I liked um What's it called? Uh, the the one that they did before Summer of '84. The same directors. Uh, fucking whatever kid. That motorcycle kid, with the motorcycle and stuff. No, dirt bike kid. Was that? I think it was. I don't know. I forget. But this movie. This guy's ten out of ten. Nine out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Eight out of ten. Ten out of ten. Mind blowing. Yes. We say more cage chainsaw, 80s revenge perfection. Okay. I've I grew up with shitty 80s movies and shows. I don't need them remade again. I, I there was this one movie, I can't even remember what the fuck it was, but these were people were in an RV and there were boulders from hell rolling after them in the desert. <laughs> and they're hitting the side of the RV. If anyone remembers that movie, man, tell me. Demonic boulders. Because I remember they're like, oh my god, we have to get out of here. And there are boulders rolling after them. And, was, and they're hitting the sides of their RV and they're out in the middle of the desert. There's so Can many of these there's so many of these movies I used to watch as a kid, man. Like they have such like weird memories of all these strange 80s movies, you know? Uh, and they're all mixed up with like fucking uh, uh, Lee Van Cleef being a kung fu master on TV. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, oh, Rob Zombie takes some notes on how to do a good homage to 70s and 80s horror movies. Rob Zombie taking over Shut up. That's a pretty trippy soundtrack. Okay, so I watched this thing early in the morning. So it's basically slow shot, slow shot, slow shot, same shot of his face, of his face, of his face, of his face. Okay, okay, let's go over here, go over here, go over here. Oh, now I'm doing this, doing this, doing, you know. It's just, I'm driving up a road, up a road, up a road. I'm driving up a road with a red light behind me. I'm driving up a road with a, you know, and then the camera's in my face and I'm real intense. You know, people are just, I don't know, man. Nicholas Cage at one point, there's like, people are like, oh, this one shot of Nick Cage when he like, after his like, so these, these guys come into his house Right, they see his wife walking down the street. These fucking weird cultists—they're called the Children of the New Dawn. Mm-hmm. Right, they come into the house. They don't even show him do anything. All he does is open his robe and show his microphallus. <laughs> I just—I'm like, what the fuck? Because basically, I—I I don't think this is set on the planet Earth for one. Okay, that's my prediction. This isn't set on the planet Earth. Because at one point there's these black, these motorcycle gang, these black guys, all black with leather, spikes, and they drive motorcycles only at night, and they're all high on this super strong LSD, right? Mm-hmm. 
So they're in like the LSDs in this jar and they like drink it. And so that, that hires them to come out and like, yeah, you know. Mm. And so, and then like the LSD chemist is in an all black room with a tiger in a cage. It's like, come on. You know. That's it's pretty cheesy. One of these movies, man. And so, but so Nicolas Cage drinking a bottle after his girlfriend had been lit on fire in front of him in a sleeping bag. Uh, which was kind of funny, but they don't show him. The best shots in this movie are when Nicholas or when the girlfriend is like being like they're playing this weird. I don't need, do I even sound the soundtrack? I don't know. They're playing this weird music, um, like in front of him, and then and then like uh like their faces, his face and her face. They show his face talking. His face is taking up the whole screen. And they slowly blend her face on top of his face, right, while they're talking. And it looks so trippy, dude. Mm. They slowly morph him together and then separate him to where it's just him again. And then slowly put her face on top while he's just talking and talking and talking. Dude, it's weird. Mm. While this music's playing, the whole, everyone's on ass and he's like, he's like, don't you, don't you, don't you want to, want to, want to. And like his face, and he's like, and all the tracers and everything. Yeah, and he puts on his own music. This does sound like a slow move. Oh, dude, listen to this shit. It's one of those movies, but they play the whole song. You know what I mean? It's not just a snippet. Like, if you hear a song, they're playing the whole fucking thing in front of you. <laughs> so this is a two-hour movie. People are... These are tens. Everyone's giving it eights and tens. Perfection. Mandy, it's a psychedelic journey. These are people that have never seen a movie before. <laughs> not one that's trippy, at least. This is probably their first time seeing a weird movie. You know, it's weird, but it's not that strange. You know, these guys show up, bam, cut them up. It's just weird lights and colors. I don't know, man. He, bas- he basically carves and makes himself, he's a metal worker, he's a, he's a um, lumberjack. He makes himself a chrome axe that's like out of like medieval times. There's a spike on one end and it has like some weird curves on the other. He's like, oh, you know. And he mm-hmm. shoves the pointed end into someone's face, you know, and shoves it right down his throat. <clears throat> nice. I don't know. There's a couple of cool scenes, but it's not the hype that people are saying. Not for me, at least. You know, if you loved it, fine. <clears throat> the sa- the soundtrack is trippy. I'll give it that. So what do you rate I'm going to rate it right now. Here we go. Mandy. Mandy. Uh-oh, where did Mandy go? Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Two out of five eye... Uh, three out of five ear holes. No. Three out of five ear holes. Three out of five eye holes. And one out of five burnt girlfriends. No, no, I give it about two out of five burnt girlfriends. Oh, mm. uh, no, no. Um, yeah. Or no, two out of five 
knife dicks for Mandy. Two out of five knife dicks. Yeah, you figure that out when you watch the yeah. movie. I don't mm-hmm. need to know what a knife dick is. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to find out the hard way what a no. knife dick is. Yeah, knife dicks, guys. Come on. It's a new trend. All the all the hipsters are having them. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, what do you got before I rate uh, uh, my next movie? Uh, so the headline says it all, although there's a little detail that's worth going into. Kentucky woman released bowels on cop to avoid arrest. Oh, how are you going to avoid arrest? That's more arrest. It is more arrest, but apparently she tried to lock herself in the bathroom. The cop got in and, uh, as the cop was trying to wrangle her out of the bathroom, she shat. Ew. And arms and legs and stuff. She shat all over the place? She shat all over the cop, yeah. Ew. So, yeah, and uh, the mugshot of this woman is a sight to behold. Holy fuck. Like, yeah, if there's ew. a poster child of a meth head that you should know on site, it is this woman. I'm going to drop it in the chat, but uh, yeah, if your folks are interested, just put in uh, Lady Who Shits on Cops. Lady Who Shits on Cops. Ew. Ew. Yeah, take a peek at the message on Skype there, bud. Ew. (laughs) She looks disgusting. Dude, yeah, it's it's horrifying. It really is. And uh, yeah, don't shit on cops. That's the, I think, the important takeaway. I'd imagine they don't care for that too much. Ew. Oh, real quick. American Horror Story. Three out of five mm. ear holes, four out of five eye holes, three out of five scrub downs uh, for the first episode of American Horror Story. Don't shit on cops. Apocalypse, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, and I played, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Tomb Raper. Oh, yeah? How was it? <clears throat> it's great. It looks amazing. Uh, you won't see any of it out on media because Spider-Man's out and everyone's sucking PlayStation dick. Mm-hmm. So, like, I go through Twitter and just go through my games and just scroll down to see how far down, like, a Tomb Raider mention mm-hmm. anywhere is up on any site from anything. It's all PlayStation Spider-Man. Oh, the new mini PlayStation, PlayStation Spider-Man. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. That and the new Destiny 2 expansions. I see that everywhere. No love for Tomb Raider. Mm. Because it was on Xbox first, and now they hate it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> you know, like always, graphics don't matter because now Xbox has better graphics, right? So now it's about the games. And now if it's a multi-platform game that plays better, like there's missing lights on the, play- or the uh, PS4. In one area, mm-hmm. there's all these like certain stuff that are it's huge. Um, it plays better and looks better on the Xbox One X. Um, yeah, some of the shots are amazing. Like, yeah, the jungle is lush and full. The sunlight coming through, all the fog, the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the best Lara Croft's ever looked. <clears throat> uh, the character design I have to get used to. It's not as realistic. They went a little more cartoony with her, which is fine. 
it's sort it's realistic, but not. I don't think it was as the last one. I don't know. It's a different model. It's a different engine. It's Crystal Dynamics this time. Oh, okay. And uh, but I played Tomb Raider since Crystal Dynamics in '96. Yeah, I was gonna say they they're the originators. So yeah, Crystal Dynamics, Redwood City. And Crystal Dynamics, uh, Montreal, and so oh, I forget where else. But yeah, those are the originals, and that's where I played it from. <clears throat> so yeah, I've been playing with um, Laura Croft for 20 years. No, yeah. 2006. Yeah. 22 years. 22 years. I've been, I think that's the longest I've ever played a video game character. Mario. Uh, I don't play Mario anymore. Consistently, you know, maybe okay. it was some of my On first. Point, you're probably right. Consistently, I think it's Laura, because I played every game she's been in. I haven't played every Mario game. Hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't played every Mario game, but I also haven't played every uh, Tomb Raider game. Uh, I played uh, most every Tomb Raider game, all the ones that have come out on console from PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like all from the PlayStation One all the way up to now, so yeah, at least twenty years. Poof. There Man. you go. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> White boy Rick. One morning while making the rounds, I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. I went right home. And- White boy Rick. Uh, Let me look this up here. Damn it. Speaking of Matthew McConaughey. And walked the sheriff from Jericho Hill. He said, Willie Lee, your name is not Jack Brown. Here's this is the story of a teenager who got found. And yes, oh yes, my name is Willie Lee. If you've got a warrant just to read it to me. Shut her down All right. She made me yeah, so I was like, oh, wow, that's a pretty cool soundtrack. When they opened up with this. <laughs> like, oh, all right, here we go. Good start to the movie, yeah. Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> so the story of a teenager, Richard Weiser Jr., who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s and was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison. Yeah. So, okay, so Matthew McConaughey plays his father. Um, Bell Pole Powley plays Don Wisher, the sister, um, and there's a bunch of other people in here. Right Let's see. Eh, whatever. Who cares? It's a. Uh, it's all right. You know, it has some good shot. It has. Um, this right here is the best way to do the '80s. Okay, you have a feel for the '80s. Boom! It opens up 1983. There's no weird fucking moi. You know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, just a normal 80s, you know, it's 80s. No one has cell phones, there's garbage all over the streets. Um, it feels like the 80s. He's walking, walk through a diner, you know, everyone feels 80s. You know, the whole movie has a really great feel to it. 
as far as like the uh, look. But the story, he, yeah, goes. Uh, the story is so he goes up. He's a, he basically hooks up with a black gang, you know, and starts selling for a black gang. The FBI catches wind of him because they're watching the black gang. They're like, hey, work for us and we won't bust you because you know what the fuck you're doing. Right? So he's like, okay. So he's like, okay, I'll do that. And uh, so he goes to like rap clubs like this one. He's like, yeah. So he's hanging out with the black brothers. And then he starts hooking up with the brothers' chicks, you know. And this is all when he's 13. Damn. So he's like, no, 15, 15, 15 to 17. That's when he's doing all this. So he's hanging out in black clubs, selling dope, um, being an informant for the FBI when he was like 15, 16. Right? And, and fucking, and this is all um, Detroit in the 80s, 83. Uh, let me see. Oh, they might have some good um, trivia. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, nope. That's it. Nothing. Uh, nope. 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 That's only trivia about the movie. <laughs> it's uh, just over and over again. Well, the bulk of the story is set in the Eric 80s. Um, Rick offers his friend a soda, but in Detroit, carbonated beverages are called pop. Yeah, get it right. Uh, uh, oh, you fucked up. Oh, well, I guess it's not as 80s as I thought. The bulk <laughs> of the story is set in the early 80s. However, Weiser tells his son he is seeing someone about a 40, 40 caliber. And the 40 um, caliber Smith & Wesson was debuted in January 1990. How do you know it was a Smith & Wesson? Oh, yeah. Right? That's some real anal retention right there. It's like, dude, people are crazy, you know. You think I'm crazy about movies. Okay, $29 million and made $10 million. So, okay, so he meets up with the officers, blah, blah, blah. Meets up with the officers. Um, and I think he puts a couple people away. And then he, he gets out of the thing with the officers. And then he goes into drug dealing with his dad. Becomes a huge drug kingpin. Gets busted with 88 um, um, grams of coke and at the time that's life in prison mm. and he's 17 at the time so he got life in prison at 17 that sucks yeah so who's been in there since uh 1986 no something no 83 to 45 yeah 86 84 86 and so he got out in 19 no 2014 okay he just got out in 2014 what a total shock this would be so, <laughs> yeah. So what? He's like fucking fifty something now. Yeah, he gets out and because they're like, "What the fuck, man? We put this guy in jail for eighty-eight grams of cocaine in nineteen eighty-six. <clears throat> you know, uh, he yeah, he's done his time. You know, so like, boom, they let him out. You know, shitload it, right? When you, it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty fucking and, harsh coke. Yeah, and they even brought up, like, yeah, people are getting busted for harsher shit. You know what I mean? There's people going to jail for harsher shit. But at the time, that was the law. And they couldn't even get probation for him or anything. That was boom. So that was fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the way it is. Yeah, so he got out. So, fine, he gets out. 
And that's the movie, guys. Go see it if you want. Has a good. It's a. It's decent. It's not great. Um. White boy Rick. Four to five ear holes. Three to five eye holes. Two to five belly shots. Uh, white boy Rick. All right, what do you got before we do our old ADO radio? ADO old radio real quick. Uh, on a downer note, uh, the, European, <laughs> the European Union just wrecked the internet, apparently. Why? Uh, so they just passed what they call the uh, European Union Copyright Directive. And uh, basically what it does is... <clears throat> Um, if you upload anything on the web, um, they will have like bots that are scanning every bit of audio, video, uh, picture, whatever it may be, uh, to see mm. if it is potentially copyrighted. And uh, if it is close to something that's already copywritten, say a, a parody song or a, a cover, um, then it will be blocked automatically and you will have to go to your ISP to ask for it to be unblocked and explain why. Um, they will also uh, charge you a, uh, a licensing fee uh, for linking to a news article. Really? So, so yeah, say I grab a, an article from the Guardian or the BBC or some shit like that and I drop it, well... <clears throat> Just, some, just some, cut and paste it. That's all I do. Yeah, but if you do that, uh, now they can they can hit you with fines for not paying that licensing fee. For cut and pasting? Yep. Onto my piece of paper on my phone? Uh, well, no. Uh, reposting it to the web in some way. Oh, so of course. Like, posting it to a blog, posting it to Twitter, posting it to Reddit, uh, Facebook, Insta any of those places where... You might want to start a conversation with your buds like, hey, look what just happened. Yeah, and I see exactly why they're doing it because all these assholes are reposting articles like they're theirs. But you're not doing that if you're posting a link. What you're doing is, here's a link to the BBC. Go to their website and read the article. Here's my thoughts on it. But a lot that of people are doing that saying it's their shit, though. I think that's the problem. A lot of people are doing saying that, too. They're just re relinking it. But a lot of people are stealing quotes and using it for their own and stuff like that. And I think that's what they're trying to stop. But it's still whatever. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. That's insane, though, because the whole point of half the Internet is commentary on other people's shit. You know, exactly. YouTube, fucking video game reviews, let's plays, all that stuff goes away. Uh, if this law actually goes into effect. They want to monetize all this money that they're losing with everybody making money hand over fist with all their YouTube videos that they have up and all their Twitch streams that they're going with. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know exactly. That's... They want to kill all that monetization. You know, it's like let the people make what they want. If they're making money off it, good for them, man. Yeah, it's free advertising, if nothing else. Yeah, they're getting advertised. Like people are getting like real advertisers. You know, and they're you know, and the advertisers are paying them to f advertise on their YouTube channels. Yeah, but uh, you know, someone playing, let's say Fortnite, you know, that's free advertising for Fortnite if that is a popular streamer. Yeah, exactly. Just like ninjas on the cover of ESPN. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's like, what the fuck? So, but yeah, the EU is trying to break all that shit. And uh, we'll see what happens. All right, it here we go. Most assuredly be cha- challenged in court, but it's still bullshit that it came up. Yeah, true. Let's do it. What, mo- what song do you think this is? What movie? Pulp uh, Friction. Pulp Fiction. Radio, old radio, Pulp Friction. The movie that started it all with hipsters. And the movie that promoted soundtracks as being something to do instead of just throw out there. Pulp Fiction starring Quentin Tarantino as this horrible actor. Um, great director and writer, but actor, not so much. Uh, the rebirth of John Travolta. Yeah. Basically, right there, the rebirth of John Travolta. Yeah. Um, the Uma Thurman's feet have become popularized. Um, the Ving Rhames became that's that's how he became as big as he is now. His giant neck. Um, I don't know about Bruce Willis. He's already big, but Bruce Willis that was sort of his comeback too, into like weird independent movies. It was certainly you know? Samuel's big breakthrough role too. Um, Samuel Jackson, yes, yeah, Samuel Jackson. Bam, the the lines that he gives in that movie are amazing. And uh, and even the black guy from um, uh, Mad TV who gets his head blown off in the back of the car. Uh, yeah. Oh right, right. What the fuck was his name? Uh, I forget his name. I've heard him in interviews, man. He still remembers that day. Like that's like his best day. <laughs> it's like. Well, yeah, sure, right. He's like a Quentin Tarantino movie before anyone knows what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd just come off Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, this is follow up to Reservoir Dogs. And like, okay, what the fuck's he doing with this? You know, and people didn't know what the fuck and where he's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a great flick. Um, and it's told totally out of sh- uh, out of sync, and which no one was doing at that time. Now everyone did. You know, after that, uh, the movie was totally out of sync. Um, even like it was all within Quentin Tarantino's world. You know, that no one knew until now that it's all one universe to where the uh, um, uh, Vincent Vega is the brother of the guy who cut off the ear in Pulp Fiction or in um, in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. Mr. Blue? Yeah, Mr. Blue is Vincent Vega's brother. They're going to do a Vega Brothers movie, but they just never did. Um, yeah, and uh, this is where you learn, like, the Fox Force 5. And that Fox Force 5 character of Uma Thurman shows up in Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm-hmm. You know, she's that one. Um, yeah, Tim Roth. Yeah, all of them are linked, man. Uh, Samuel Jackson is in every one of his movies. Yeah, Phil Lamar. He played Marvin. Oh, right, there you go. Um, it won Oscars for Best Writing, Best Screenplay, and Best... Um, yeah, Best Writing. It won an Oscar for uh, uh, Best Writing Screenplay, and that's it. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, um, who won? I fuck who? Uh, I forget who won that year. 
but it should have been Pulp Fiction. Uh, John Travolta was um, nominated for Best Actor in Supporting Role. Samuel Jackson was nominated for Best Actor in Supporting Role. Um, Uma Thurman. Um, totally dissed. Quentin Tarantino nominated for Best Editing. Um, Quentin Tarantino, Golden Globes. Uh, Best Picture, Drama. Uh, winner for Golden Globes. He only won Golden Globe for Best Screenplay. He didn't win anything. He was only nominees for Best Picture, Director. Yeah. <clears throat> this is one of those movies that was totally robbed. But I'm glad it was because it became like a sleeper hit. To only the few. I remember seeing it in the theaters. Opening night. Not knowing what the fuck I was going to see. You know, and now... They tell you what you're going to see in front of movies. You know, it's crazy. I, I'm totally... Uh, like Quentin Tarantino is one of the last directors that actually doesn't give a fuck. And puts out whatever he wants. True. And he has license to do it. Yeah. Everyone else is trying to, like, appease audiences and studios and, you know, and their um, um, investors. And he's just like, you like it or don't. I'm going to sell money. I have a fan base. That'll watch my movies no matter what I put out, even if it's shit. They'll be there just to watch it opening night, you know. I'll be there to watch all of his movies opening night. You know, just like I have been since uh, Reservoir Dogs. Right? Yeah. He's there for dogs. Yeah. Uh, what? That's he, Oh, no, that's just the song. That's the show. Sorry. Uh, so all I was going to say is uh, I didn't see any of them in theaters, uh, at least in the 90s, but watched them as soon as they came out on video at the time, or DVD. And uh, yeah, no, that definitely fucking genre-changing flicks. Yeah. it's um, So I give it five out of five eye holes, five out of five ear holes, and five out of five bat two Cs. Uh, yeah, bat two Cs. Right, what's the clicking? Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. You got some nasty buzz. I, I don't think it's my end. Maybe it's Skype at the connection. I don't know. Okay, well, I get, we're going to end it now then. Okay. Let's wrap it up. All right, who are our friends? Oh, we got so many. Sean over at uh, Horribly Awkward Podcast. Clint at Geek Dig. Stan over at Big Papa Podcast. Uh, Mike Russo over at Growing Up Not Growing Old. The boys over at Painted Black Podcast. The Offensive Line, The Lo-Fi Show, uh, The Naked Porch Podcast, Fearcast, Fifth Cast, uh, everyone over at BatSquadNetwork.com. Check them out. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, Bold and Belligerent. Shit. Yeah. And uh, everyone else, guys, thank you so much. Later. Wake up, little bitches. Let me show you how to live. Hair done, nails done, keep everything dead. Like Rihanna for a head, bitch, you gotta think big. Don't let me catch you knocked up having a nigga's kids. You are not the white people swallowing niggas' kids. These niggas be doing biz. These niggas be in my fridge. These niggas be smoking mids and thinking that they the shit. Woke up in your crib, be acting if they could live. Not about that. These bitches is gullible like a mouse trap. Cheese ain't real fucking cum bucket. Hyped or four piece nugget. He will never cuff you cause you're Pussy is budget. Bling bling bitch, do my own thing, bitch. Fuck a what
wedding bring that ding a ling was just a fling bitch bling bling bitch do my own thing bitch fuck a wedding bring that ding a ling was just a fling bitch